Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. We have to start a revival. And you, there are two types of mindsets. One, I'm waiting for revival so I can join it. And the other mindset is God's going to do it through me. Um, and, and when I hear prayer about revival, most of it is that I, I want to join it. But sometimes we forget that the revival has already been deposited in us, but it just needs a way out. And, uh, and that's why when I, when I heard, was listening to Regina... And I'm going, if the image that I'm looking at when I see myself, if I don't see a revival, I'm going to look for revival. But when I start to see it, there's an image of revival in me, that means I can access it. And if I can access it, I can produce it. If I can produce it, I can be an answer to someone's problem. So we, we need a revival today, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray over you today. We're going to see a breakthrough in your lives. You, you may be seated, but just, just to let you in with, you know, over the months, we have been talking about praying from your position, not your condition. Yeah. I, 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 to tell you how powerful this message is, when I was in Europe, um, one of the churches I preached, the pastor, I preached the kind of a condensed message of that. The pastor said, we, every, everybody's been following your church, and we were hoping you'd preach that. But so do you understand where I'm coming from in this? Is I, have you ever felt that we've entered a season where all you see is problems? Uh, for, for me, in, in my personal family, every, just about every part of my family that I know is going through something heavy. My mum falls, breaks her hip, and dislocates her shoulder and breaks it. Silva's parents are going through, through sickness. And I'm going through Europe, and, and, and you, know, you, I, you know when you're talking from your condition is because you get tired. See, your spirit never gets tired, but your soul does. So, so what, what happens is this, is that when people say, I'm feeling tired... It's not coming from your spirit, man. It's coming from your soul, man. And then you realize you get, see, what, whatever you're feeling, some, some, your body has to wear it. And, and I remember going through Europe, and um, you know, we, we're meeting with pastors. And every time you meet with, you know, when you're going through it, everybody's giving me a problem, a problem, a problem, a problem. So, I, 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 you know... You're walking through and you see a problem, you see a problem. Well, I was in Europe as well. I get a text from my, one of my nephews. And he goes, oh, Pastor Ted, just to let you know that my dad's in hospital and um, they're not giving him more than a couple of days to live. That's my, you know, and um, he's up in Brisbane. And um, so, you know, you start praying during the night. And then I'm on my way home and I get another text. Um, He's just passed away. And then I get another text. It's his dying wish was for you to conduct the funeral service. So, so I'm jet lagged. I've got all these issues you know, that are happening. That I'm, I'm saying, God, we, you know, we need revival in this. And, and, and now, 
I'm booking a flight. I'm going to, and then, you know, when you hit something that you don't understand, is like, why God? You start to carry that. So in my thinking, without me knowing it, I go into this mode and I'm going, okay, I'm going to have friends. I'm going to have family. People are already asking why, you know, why this happened, why this, but hey, or, or, you with, you, can you all, you, we're on the same page here? You know, you look at a situation and you go, well, the Bible says this, but I'm living this. So you're going all of this and, and then they go, we want you to share. We want you to share. And I go, and I'm, and I go to bed on Thursday night in Brisbane. So I'm in my hotel room. I, I got worship playing in the background. And God says, I want you to talk about love. I goes, Jesus. Jesus, I don't know if we're on the same page here. Because, hold on, I'm, I'm going to walk into... Did you, have you ever noticed that when people that normally don't, don't congregate together congregate together because of sadness, it brings out everything? You know what I mean? You have a family event. Everybody brings all their issues to the family event. That's why some of you don't have family events. Right? So I'm thinking, man, we've got family, we've got all of this. And God says, I want you to talk about unconditional love. And I'm going, oh my goodness. That's the last thing I wanted to do. Well, I picked out my pet scriptures for a funeral. Come on, all of you got pet answers. Come on. Don't, don't. Those watching online, you've probably already got them now. Not in, not in here, only online. And then God spoke this word. So I woke up, I went to sleep with that. But I also went to sleep with worship. I picked worship that was solely God-centered. So all I wanted to hear was God. I said, God, I don't, want to, I don't want to know how I'm feeling. I want to know God. So I went to bed with that and I woke up with this. God's love is unconditional. So there is no condition that his love cannot heal. I actually wrote, and I'm thinking, I, I, God, I haven't heard that before. And there is no condition that his love will not heal. And then God spoke to me this morning. So, and then he says, I want you to tweak that. And I go, which way do I tweak it? And he said it this way. So if you've noticed I was down the front doing a lot of writing, it's because God said to me, Ted, you don't need to, I'll, I'll speak through you today, but you don't, this is going to be different. So... I've come in here with a brand new mindset. And then God said this to me. There is no condition his love has not healed. Then, so if we don't understand, because I'm saying, God, you need to bring healing into this, into this meeting on, on Friday after morning. And God says, Ted, your, your mindset is this is that I, you're waiting for me to do something when I have already done it. And then he said this, there is no condition that repels me. There is no condition that, that makes me run away. You know, God started to speak to me about this, and he says, if you look at the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when Jesus walked the earth, representing the Father and his love, sinners never repelled him. So that Jesus didn't look at a sinner 
and go, oh man. You know what, what got me was that there was, there, was some, uh, there was an accusation brought against Jesus. He is a friend of sinners. He doesn't say he is a friend of those that are clean. And then he says this way, it's the sick that need a physician, not the whole. And then, and then, when Jesus, and then they accuse him that he, he's sitting in the midst of sinners. He goes, Jesus is eating and having fellowship with sinners. So God was, so the condition is this, is that the condition of man is attracting to me. I'm attracted to conditions that are not according to my love. So there is no condition in your life that hasn't been dealt with. You're very quiet. The reason we, and and I know why you're quiet. You're not quiet because you're not listening. You're quiet because this is God talking to you. It's because, see, the soul, after the fall, is conditioned to live in the environment that it finds itself in. Your soul the part that needs to be regenerated picks up the condition that it is in and then lives it out. You will always live out what you hear and what you believe. So here's something that we're going to delve into. The word condition has come into our system at the fall. So, you don't, so when you have, when you realize, what, what are we fighting against? Is when I realized in, in Brisbane, in the hotel, is that the love of God is unconditional so that there is no condition that love has not met. So it works like this. When you start to see how this transposes. I remember reading in Genesis and there was, there was one part that I, I said to God, I, I don't understand, but I know it's true. When, in, when Jesus said to Adam, let, let, me just, let me just go back for you. This is in Genesis chapter three. Is Adam sins... And then all of a sudden, he withdraws back. He sees himself naked. Then he makes a temporal covering, and he hides. But in also in Genesis chapter 3, God came to Adam. So Adam was in his now condition and God says as his general rule was is that at the evening he would come to Adam so the first thing that tells me is this is that God's love is always towards you never runs away from you so as what is in Genesis chapter 3 is what we get is that God daily communed with Adam and Eve. 
There was a daily relationship, not a weekly relationship, not a yearly relationship. And he comes in the cool of the day, and now watch this, the scripture says, and Adam heard the sound of God. What sound is this? Was Jesus, was God rustling his feet? But he says the moment he heard the sound of God, he ran away and hid. So what was, what was it in the sound that made him run? Think, think about this. If right now, Jesus would, have, would manifest himself right here on stage, what would you do? Would you go, everybody make a run for it. There's the exit. No, come on. What would you do? You'd run to him, correct? It is like your kids, when they see you, they run to you. One of the best things about traveling was coming home, and if Sylvie brought the kids to the international, you know, and the kids see you walk out of those doors, they run, they push people, they're rude. Yeah. But so what was it that made them run? And then, and then he says, Adam, where are you? <laughs> Did God have a memory lapse? <laughs> Duh, I've lost them. Angels, I've lost them. You know those two that I created? Yeah, yeah, I lost them. He goes, Adam, where are you? He's, you know what he's saying to them? Adam, tell me why you're hiding. Where are you? What, 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 what is up with you? And then he says this. That really got me was, this is the phrase that's always kind of, I'm going, I don't know how it fits. He says this to Adam. Who told you you were naked? That, that, that phrase bothered me. It's like, I, 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 I do not understand Nakedness, nakedness is a condition. And so what happens is this. I really felt God speak to me on this. And he says, Ted, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts people of sin, not you. So if you need to describe sin, your condition doesn't describe the sin. It's the Holy Spirit that describes the sin. You good? So what draws us to God is when we get God's definition of sin, not the sin given its own definition. You good with me? I know it's making us think. It's because we've got so many definitions. And so what's, you know what's really happening here? When God says, who told you? He goes, first thing the Lord, Holy Spirit said to me, Ted, the key should have been that I describe the nakedness, nobody else. Because I am the author. I am the definer. 
So what's happened here, when I first got a download of this, so now they eat, and then Satan says, now let me describe your condition. It wasn't God that said, excuse me, you have just fallen, and now we need to do something. It was Satan that came in before God, and he said, Adam, let me tell you what you've just done. He described his condition. He said, now you are naked. So what does it tell me? When Adam sinned, he didn't even know he was naked. He had to have somebody tell him his condition. So we are not created to make up our minds on our condition. It has to be by God. I know this is deep. Because if you're living under a false condition, you will be have false answers to a false condition. So he comes up to Adam, who told you you were naked? Now, people go, well, Ted, how did you get to that comment? Let me tell you how. Because the moment Satan said to Adam, you are naked, he gave him the answer to the nakedness. He said, now... When you hear the sound of God, it means you are going to get punished. You now need to fear God because God is a God of punishment. It was just like Regina just spoke to us. So what does he do? Out of his condition, he has a definition of God. And he says, Eve, when we hear the sound of God, run. That is why when kids do something wrong, most of the time they run and hide. Why? Because it was the initial definition of if I've done something, I need to cover it up. So he says this. Number one, you need to, you need to when you hear the sound of God, that is why. why. Why do you think people are afraid of worship? Why do you think we're afraid of the word? Why are people afraid of God? Why? Because there's a condition that's been put into man with a definition. So he then, then Satan says this, now let me describe nakedness. Nakedness is repulsive to God. So what you need to do is cover it up. But what he does, he gives them, to cover the sin, he gives them something that is temporal. See, the moment Adam picked up the fig leaf, the fig leaf was dead. It was removed from the source. So Adam was covering himself up with a use-by date. So Eve, let's cover it up. But the problem with covering it up is when you know that you're naked and you cover it up, you still know that you're naked. This will make sense in, in, in coming down, okay? Just trust me. See, when you've done something wrong, you covered it up, right? Every time you see the cover, you know you've done something wrong. Every time you cover something up with whatever, it is a reminder that you've done something wrong. And it is this, is if I can't see it, if no one can see it in me, then I'm clean. So we get performance-based. We get, I have to show people that everything is good because everything is not good behind this. 
That's why when you come to God, you need to go tell him the deep things in your heart, not the temporal things in your heart. So he says that if we got to cover it up. And then he said this now, the way you keep the cover going. Now listen to me very carefully on this one. The way you keep the covering alive is to blame somebody else. Excuse me, what? What, what, does it, what? what does Adam do? He goes, the woman you gave me. Why did God allow that? Why does God allow this? Why didn't God stop that person saying that thing to me? Come on, come on. What was Adam doing? He was justifying the fig leaves. But then he says this. It is now I have to find somebody to blame. And if I can, if I can blame somebody else, I don't have to be responsible. Well, the reason I slept around is because my wife didn't meet my needs. The reason I'm stealing is because, the, come, come on, we blame everybody else. I blame the economy, blame the government, blame COVID-19, blame the First World War, Second World War, Third World War, the coming war. The reason we blame others is because we haven't got the answer. So all of a sudden now, he is blaming, he is covering. And, and, and you know, I felt like God was saying, you know, Adam, you know the problem is here? Is I'm the one that should give you definition, not Satan. See, what, what was, what's the world struggling in is the world Satan's interpretation of the fall? This is deep. Because if Satan knows this, if he can define it, then he can give you the answer or the remedy for your situation. But the problem is that Satan has no answers in him. Now, watch this. Let's, let's, let's look at this. The one who told them they were naked, you know how Jesus describes Satan? He doesn't describe him as a person with a pitchfork. It's, that, that's easy to do. He doesn't describe him with horns, and he doesn't describe him that he's red, because red's the color of blood. You know how he describes Satan? He's a liar from the beginning. And he's the father of every lie. And he says this. Satan cannot tell the truth. Ooh. That's, 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 let's take this plane up. We've been taxiing too long on the airport. Have, have you ever noticed when, when you know you're going to run late because you're going to miss another plane? You know one of the things that you really, 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 what I really, really, really want? Is come on, get this plane off the ground. Stop taxiing. (laughs) 
And what we've done, we've, we've entered into the kingdom of God and we're still taxing and we're happy. God says, come on, let's lift this thing up. So watch this. You, you good with it? We've got four minutes and then I'm going to call the worship team. Worship team need to be ready in four minutes. I, I, we're going to have to finish this. This is, this is just my first point. <laughs> watch this. So Satan is the father of lies and everything he does. So he says this, every lie has a father and, every, and the father is Satan. He cannot tell the truth. Hmm. So the father of lies comes to Adam and he says, let me give you the definition of what you've just done. So the, so the question is, then he does this and we'll, we'll, we'll finish it on this. And then he says this, now, because you've done this, let me give you the conditions for you to come back to God. Let me give you what you need to do with your relationship with God. So what's the first thing he tells you? God will punish you. And the way you remove yourself from punishment is to run away from God. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Correct? So therefore it means if you have fear of God, you are afraid that God's going to punish you. You don't run away, you run too. And when you run too, the fear has to leave you because fear and love cannot coexist in the presence of God. So he gives them this condition. He says, if you want to be accepted by God, number one, get out of his presence. You will never be accepted in his presence, so you've got to hide. Second, cover what you did. Third, you need to have an excuse why you did it so that you can survive. The way you're going to live with your wife from now on, she is the problem. Learn to live with the problem. Hello. Think about it. What, what do we do? Most, this, every self-help book is this, is how do you live with the problem? It's not there. Come on, relationship. Have you ever been in a room for, with a person you love and they're not there? Okay, when was the last time you had a really bad argument? Th that's what I'm talking about. You walk in and, hi, mm -hmm. Okay, let's not go there. Let's not go there. So, this, so what does he do? He gives them condition. And then he tells them, this is how you fulfill it. Now, here's the question. that I, We're going to worship now because what happens is this. I believe for our next season is that we need to... We, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself here because I've got so much to say. Is that Satan has now put in Adam and Eve a condition and he says the reason God's not going to meet your needs is because of what you have done. So Satan comes in and he's put these conditions and he says these are the conditions that you will now have to do to be pleasing to God. Think about religion. Now I'm not talking about the biblical stance of religion. I am talking about religion as a word, as, a, as an environment. Every religion describes how, what God is like 
And then he describes the remedy. I was... Um, I love watching food programs. There was a food program in Sicily, and they've got this amazing chapel. And so, so we've got an ungodly food writer coming to this chapel, right? And it's all on film. And then he sees men and women crawling on their knees. And, and I mean, hey, we're not talking um, carpet, right? We're talking cobblestones. And they're on their knees going up these stairs. And so the whole thing was, then somebody says, what, what are they doing? And they said this, because they feel that if the suffering to walk into the chapel on your knees gives you favor with God. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking at a food program and I'm getting a divine revelation. What, you know what I'm getting? is that somebody's told that person the condition. If you want, this is the condition for you to get favor with God, you have to suffer. So Satan puts all of these conditions, and he says, now, if you can fulfill all these conditions, there's a possibility God might touch you. There's a possibility that God will give you finance. There's a possibility, possibility, possibility. And then, And God spoke to me and said, Ted, you need to finish off on this. What condition, what conditions have you placed on God's grace to be accepted? Now, now what, can, we, can we go really, really deep? You know what Satan knows? And this is what fallen man does really, 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 really good. You know what fallen man's really good at? Satan gives him a lie and then that's all he needs to do is because then we show it and we repeat it. Let me ask you a question. What conditions do you feel you have to meet to be healed right now? What conditions do you feel exist to give you your breakthrough? What conditions do you think are there that you are trying to meet so that you can be healed, that you can be prospered? So what Satan has done and Listen, you need to be really honest with me. No, not with me, okay, with God. Because you hear this, why isn't God doing this? Why isn't God doing it? Wrong question. The question is this, what conditions have I adopted that if I meet these, then God will hear me? How many of you have ever felt that, man, I should have prayed more? How many of you feel you need to read God's Word more? Yeah. You, know, you know why you feel that? It's because you feel like if I can pray that little bit more, then my grace level will go up. The reason you're not healed is because you don't pray enough. The reason you don't heal, you're not healed because you watch church online. Come on, Satan will take every reason. 
but you know what was amazing? When we start thinking about Genesis there, God says, the answer to your condition is the blood of the Lamb. Ooh. Right in Genesis, He tells them that Satan put all these conditions in. And God says, there's only one thing that removes the nakedness. So, so, when, so God's not repelled by your nakedness. God's not repelled with your problems. Because what it is says, Adam, Eve, let me show you. The blood of the Lamb is the answer to your condition, not your self-effort. So we'll finish on this and we'll take this another step further next week. It's this week, right now, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to remove the condition that you have placed on yourself. If only I was holier. If only I had this. If only, if only. Right now, you can be healed. Right now. I know that something had changed in me is when I walked into the funeral and I walked in with hope. I walked in with joy. No one had to tell me anything funny, but there was a joy inside of me. Because what I realized, I am standing up in, you know, in front of people that have lost. But the answer is the love of God. And for God so loved the world that He gave. He gives you that. So any condition that you feel that you need to meet was met when you accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. There's nothing more that we need to do.